0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm running about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. So come over to the site now, check out what we have there, a lot of in-depth breakdown of teams' depth charts, and we also have a lot of fun rankings lists from uh, positional, quarterback, and uh, wide receiver, and tight end, to coaches, to uniforms and stadiums. So a lot of things to check out and have fun with there. Here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, as teams are taking their break between uh, minicamp and OTAs and training camp, we're going to look at all the teams, go around all 32 teams. That's right. So pretty much how we're going to break it down is a division a week for shows a week there, over eight weeks. So we'll got you covered all the way to training camp here to uh, have the outlook of every team in fantasy football so we'll do this we'll start with the nfc east today and that means the dallas cowboys are up first and we'll end up in the end with the raiders and the afc west so we'll go there straight down now go east north southwest through all the divisions both conferences all the teams and the cowboys seem like a great place to start they're one of the more popular teams in regular football, and the most intriguing team here in terms of all-around consistency and production for fantasy football. And that hasn't really changed in 2019. So we'll take a deep dive into them. We'll break this show down like all the other ones with the teams. Very simply, we'll look at the quarterbacks and running backs, uh, then the wide receivers and tight ends, and then if defense and kicker are relevant to the discussion and we're attracted to those positions as being very viable fantasy assets on that team then we'll talk about those as well so there's your setup and uh for what's coming here over the next few weeks in terms of a fantasy football series here on lockdown fantasy football let's dive right into the cowboys shall we will start with their quarterback dak prescott and dak prescott Let's uh, first review last year's numbers. He had a bit of a rough start early. A bit of lumps there, trying to find some help in the passing game. They finally gave it to him in Amari Cooper with that midseason trade in October. He ends up with 3,885 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. He adds up 305 yards rushing and 6 more touchdowns there. So overall pretty nice high-end QB2 numbers uh, in relation to a lot of the other Production surprisingly he was sacked 56 times, but a very efficient rating of 96.9. The big change for him this year is the change in offensive coordinator. They're going away from Scott Linehan and going Cal Moore. So that means a little bit more aggressive, spreading the field a little bit, uh, trusting in Prescott to throw a little bit more downfield. That's all good news for his production here. So he has a pretty good baseline. We've seen the consistency as well when things are right, and he has the right things working around him here early in his career. So, the is going to be pushing there for well into 4,000 yards passing, maybe closer to a 500 rushing, and a little bit more than 30 touchdowns overall. So, those are going to be key elements here. But right now, you look at him as a QB2 with a bullet. I think, you think about it, a lot of people like to stream quarterbacks and go that route We in and week out, I like to have more of a situation where I can platoon quarterbacks, where I have two or three. That strategy is a little bit better because you can't expect the quarterback you want with the ideal matchup to always be available on the waiver wire there. But if you have a situation where you have Tom Brady, say, being a lower-end QB now, not in that QB1 conversation, and you want to play the matchups and the situations where a quarterback is going to throw particularly more in a given week. Then you look at Brady and Prescott, that would not be a bad combination here to kind of match together in a streaming situation. So you look at that, I think that's where Prescott's value is, is they're going to have a lot of good opportunities for him to put up numbers. Uh, We know what cuts into him a little bit is the fact that this is still a very effective running team. And that's, The bread and butter of this offense, but I think the factor of Moore and the factor of Cooper being a legitimate go-to guy all over the field really helps Dak Prescott's cause here to bump up his numbers quite a bit. So as we've seen with other quarterbacks, I think there's a good parallel between Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson early in their careers. Russell Wilson had the Super Bowl, but he came out durable, produced right away, did the running the passing was limited a little bit because they were run heavy team with Marshawn Lynch, but then eventually he saw things opening up. They trusted him more and more to, uh, throw downfield. Dak Prescott has proved that he can be effective in throwing downfield. We saw that a lot in his rookie season last year when he was with Cooper after that sophomore slump there in 2017. So Prescott gets a bump all around. I think he's been overlooked a little bit, especially with that rushing touchdown baseline and, uh, ability to uh, still throw the ball downfield deep and improve and grow and all that with his production. So I think Prescott's being overlooked. Am I going to suddenly put him in a class where I'm feeling great about him as a QB1? No, not necessarily, but he's definitely a guy I want rostered and as an option for me. And it's nice to have a durable backup that you can put in there in situations and Prescott fits that bill as he not missed a game so far. And I think There are a lot of things to like about Prescott. Again, not banging the table for him as a QB1, but a high-end QB2. Yeah, I think he's one of the better ones out there. Speaking of consistency, Ezekiel Elliott is extremely consistent. We know that. He had that hiccup there in 2017 where the six-game suspension, but if he had not had that, you would have seen him hover around 1,500 rushing yards. Last year, the big thing was the jump in receptions to 77, got targeted 95 times, 567 yards receiving in three TDs. So when you look at that, that put him right above 2,000 yards from scrimmage. The one number that's dipped since his rookie year was the touchdowns as he settled for nine here in the past two. The nine in 2017 was more in line with what he did as a rookie because that was in 10 games. Were well, 9 to 16 games, it's a bit surprising. But you did get more work in the passing game to make up for it. So in a PPR league, you were very pleased with that sudden bump. And I don't see a reason why they would go away from that. He was such an effective receiver. I know his yards per catch were pretty modest here at 7.4. But when you catch the ball at that high rate, 77 catches on 95 targets, uh, you're going to have a lot of check downs that go for really short yardage. Uh, but with Cooper stretching the field a little bit, it's op- opening up the in- short to intermediate passing game there for Elliott. So I think he'll remain a factor there. The touchdowns we know can be volatile, go up and down a little bit. Prescott might see fewer runs in, and Elliott could see a few more in there. But you expect uh, Elliott with that kind of volume looking at uh, right below, you know, a good. 400 touches that you think through that volume through that yardage production there could be only a touchdown uh, regression more to his mean well over uh, double digits there versus nine touchdowns here so Prescott bump up Elliott I think he's in that conversation you can't really bump him up too much because he's already an elite RB one but he's going to creep in that conversation when you look peel back and look at the numbers that. He's right there with Saquon Barkley being a feature back with a high volume. And he's done it a few years now, so you have a little bit more confidence there. He's still very young. He turns 24 here in July. So overall, I mean, Dak Prescott, you love him. He does everything right. He's one of the safer picks there. No off-field thing coming up from uh, his little... Concert thing that happened this off season, So he's going to be available there. He's going to play and see most of the touches here because Rod Smith is no longer there. You have a, a different backup situation. There are two rookies. Tony Pollard, more of a change of pace. They'll be used on receiving downs, kind of like the Lance Dunbar role from the past, while you have a Mike Weber, his former team at Ohio State, being the early down backup and not going to see a lot of role there. So overall, Elliot, all things pointing up for him, especially that touchdown numbers. He I mean, can't get too much more with the 400 touches and 2,000 yards range there for him. But touchdowns go up, and he's right there to uh, think that it's not crazy to take Elliott first overall ahead of Barkley in your fantasy football drafts. We'll be right back in a minute to talk about uh, the wide receiver and tight end situation, but got to tell you, you got to check out the locked on NBA mock draft. Local experts in every draft room Jeremy Wu of SI.com with the player breakdowns, and Josh Lloyd of locked on Fantasy basketball with the fancy breakdown. Check it out all on the locked on NBA channel. We'll be right back here to start looking at uh, Amari Cooper and the Cowboys wide receivers. Okay, let's uh, go into uh, the wide receiver situation for the Cowboys. Uh, The big change here is that Cole Beasley is gone, and that vacates 67 catches for 672 yards and 3 TDs from last year. Amari Cooper, in that uh, kind of half period of time, 53 catches, 725 yards, 6 TDs. He was incredible. He operated in nine games with those numbers so think about what he could do over a full season working with Dak Prescott so you're looking at uh, close there to 100 receptions uh, well over 1200 yards more than 1300 yards range and TDs you're looking at uh, 8 to 10 so those project very well keys a Clear go-to guy for Prescott. The chemistry is there. They're going to be more on the same page. There's going to be more of that aggressive mindset with Kellen Moore where they want to stretch the field a little bit. Last year, uh, Cooper, pretty healthy yards per catch average at 13.7. So good spot for him there overall and much better than what he was dealing with with the Raiders. And Derek Carr, another number four quarterback, was fading a little bit. Cooper was treated like a number one and use like a number one, I think that was part of the reason the Raiders' uh, situation kind of cooled off, is they didn't want to get him involved and treat him like that, while the Cowboys have no problems doing that, because he's clearly their number one option. So, Mari Cooper is locked into that wide receiver one conversation here, for sure, given all the circumstances. Given the fact that this offense is mostly about Elliott working, running, and receiving, and Cooper there. I, I think Elliott could see a little bump down in his receptions because Cooper's here for long season, but I think they help each other because uh, Cooper stretches field and opens things up for Elliot. and Elliot being a threat in the passing game, opens things up for Cooper on that more of the intermediate route, so there's a good uh, symbiosis there with what they can do in the passing game, and the triplets here are pretty impressive when you look at it. Uh, Prescott, Elliott, and Cooper now joining that mix. So, Cole Beasley, we saw Alan Hearns do a little bit last year, working inside and outside, 20 catches for 295 yards and 2Ds. Well, you know, he's coming off a major injury. Michael Gallup gets a big bump here. He had only 33 catches on 68 targets for 507 yards and 2 TDs last year, so he's going to be the outside guy. Randall Cobb is going to work in there as a slot, so Alan Hearns thought he had a shot, but... Again, he's banged up. So Beasley, when you look at 65 for 672 and three TDs. I think you could see less from Cobb here, given that you'll have a bump in Gallup's number. So I'm thinking like 50 catches for 500 for Cobb. Should he stay on the field regularly as a slot guy? Well, Michael Gallup will be more a 60-800, uh, maybe four to five touchdown guy here on the other side of Cooper. So and so clear, Cooper's your number one outside Gallup. Number two with limited upside. Then you got Cobb with even less upside as your number three as a veteran option there to work the slot for Dak Prescott. But overall, that helps Prescott having that clear pecking order of Cooper, Gallup, and uh, what Cobb can do in the slot. We'll see what they do with other options there. But overall, that's pretty much a straightforward pecking order for the Cowboys. They have well-defined type roles, Cooper, and all-around number one. One, Gallup can stretch the field a little bit as a number two on the outside and Cobb built for the inside. So I don't see too many other people getting involved in this wide receiver court. It's going to be a fight for the rest of the work here. But, I mean, Cooper's in good shape because the Cobb at least can draw some attention there. Gallup should be a little bit more polished here than he was his rookie season. So they can take enough pressure away from Cooper so he's not always fighting through double teams to produce here people are going to realize that dak might look to him more but dak also has a history of spraying the ball around to guys and isn't locked into one guy too much if he knows he's going to be covered but i think cooper overall is a good route runner and can move around a little bit and uh that's going to help uh and Cal Moore is going to scheme to make sure that cooper is involved as a big play guy at times and uh, change things up with his route running so Cooper, yeah, you feel really good about him as a wide receiver one here, maybe in the back end, but the production dictates that. If you're taking him as a wide receiver two, even with the volume of this run heavy offense, I think that's a mistake here. Elliott, RB1, Amari Cooper, wide receiver one, and a pretty solid situation there for the Cowboys. Now, We'll look at uh, here the uh, tight ends. And uh, with the tight ends, we know that uh, Jason Witten has come back out of retirement. Uh, We also know Jeff Swaim is out the door. Rico Gathers is looking at a suspension. So overall, I think what you'll see is Blake Jarwin uh, getting a few chances here at 27 catches for 307 yards. There Swaim in that uh, departed role had... uh, 26 catches for 242 yards and a touchdown. So you can see overall with this tight end by committee that included rookie Dalton Schultz, 12 catches for 116 yards. He's still in the mix here as a number two. That you have very limited production from this position. So Jason Witt's not going to certainly go back and do what he did before all this happened with his retirement, then going to Monday Night Football, returning. The numbers are certainly not going to turn back the clock to what he did in his prime as a receiver. Uh, with the yardage, and the touchdowns weren't always there anyway when Witten was in his prime. So overall, you can't say that's the place to go here and even look at Witten as a tight end option. I think you'll see Jarwin get a few more chances, maybe learn a little bit better from Witten. But overall, we know there's a limited ceiling to what you're going to get from that position. Prescott favors the wide receivers a little bit more, and Elliott's big role. In the backfield, and that's not even getting to the fact that Tony Pollard can be a factor. So, Pollard is going to cut a little bit into the catches as well and help make up for the production of Beasley there. So, that could hurt Elliott a little bit because they didn't really have a pass catching back behind him. So, I don't expect his receiving numbers to go too far down here overall, but uh, you just have to keep that in mind. I think the touchdowns will go up to make up for it there. So when you look at the bigger picture, you have a less backup situation behind Elliott that you trust, but a little bit more receiving pop there, a little bit more experience at tight end with Witten returning. And I think you have an upgrade at slot receiver too with Randall Cobb there instead of Cole Beasley. We'll be right back in a moment with some final thoughts about the Cowboys and their fantasy football outlook. But... Make sure when you're driving to work uh, or from work or around town that all you have to do to uh, play Lockdown Fantasy Football is tell your smart device. Just say, play podcast Lockdown Fantasy Football and we'll be right there with you for the drive. We'll be right back here with you to uh, give us our final take on the Cowboys and what to expect from them offensively in 2019. Alright, in conclusion, when we look at it, uh, Prescott is going to put up better numbers. Elliott's numbers are going to challenge for the best running back in fantasy football. Mari Cooper is going to be what he was expected to be at the Raiders and be that wide receiver one. Now we look briefly at the kicker situation. Well, Brett Maher did have some good range there and had his moments once he uh, got his feet wet overall. So, but still not someone you're looking at. He only had 29 made field goals in 36 attempts. Last year also missed an extra point attempt, 32 for 33. So not in the conversation we're looking at. He should be better this year, but still not a kicker that we're going for. Now, defensively, we know, overall, there's some things to like about the Cowboys defense, but I still think their matchup base play, they don't get a lot of sacks, Maybe they'll bump up here with DeMarcus Lawrence locked and loaded here and some other pass rushing options that they added. But overall, the Cowboys' strength is their linebackers. You can find some good IDP value. Certainly the number one ID player, IDP player now for the Cowboys has to be uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Him and Jalen Smith made a lot of plays last year. But, I mean, you look at Vander Esch in his second year coming off 142. Tackle season there. Also had seven pass defenses, a couple of interceptions. While Jalen Smith had 121 tackles, four sacks there. So these two guys are leaders there. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot of playmaking for the Cowboys. Again, overall, is a defense to trust when you look at their interceptions. They hope that goes up a little bit. But overall, just enough plays there to uh, trust them week in and week out. They're matchup-based. Lawrence is going to have to do a lot more. He had 10.5 sacks last year, but not too much help up front on the edge, and they're trying to figure that out in Dallas. So defensively and kicker as entities on their own right in fantasy football, you're going to avoid them. But Ash, if you're playing IDP, he's going to be a primo pick there because he's stuffing the stat sheet a lot like Sean Lee used to do, but I think Ash can even take it to a higher level like we've seen with other Top inside linebackers in the league, uh, especially in the NFC, coming in, Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner. Leighton Vander Esch certainly has that profile here for the Dallas Cowboys. So there you have it. There's a look at uh, the fantasy outlook all around for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, again, feeling really good vibes and uh, things that are happening in Dallas that uh, soft offense with Kellen Moore is going to, hit another gear. Everything is going to be streamlined. What we like about the Cowboys also is the fact that it's not a guessing game. We know the roles are pretty well defined here. Elliott is your workhorse. Prescott is durable. He's going to be out there week in and week out doing his thing. He's going to be involved in the rushing attack when he needs to be, but also can stay in the pocket and throw downfield. So, Mari Cooper is your clear number one. Michael Gallup is a pretty nice number two to have. Randall Cobb in the slot, Tony Pollard now as your receiving back to supplement what Elliott does in limited production from the tight end, and Jason Witten and Blake Jarwin putting up a few numbers there to help, but nothing that makes them stand out individually. So there's your breakdown of the 2019 Cowboys going to training camp and uh, what we expect their fantasy outlook to be so far. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll come back tomorrow with a look at the New York Giants.